Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 26 of HeBook, SheBook. I'm Mike. And I'm Becca. And we have so many things to talk about today. CM Punk is back. The man, Becky Lynch, is back. And Brock Lesnar is back. So many things, all too much to cover just in one episode. Otherwise, we'd be here for two, three hours. Nobody needs that. No, uh, we don't need that. So what we're going to do is we're going to split this up into two episodes because of all the things that happened this week. Uh, we're going to talk about just Raw, SmackDown, and SummerSlam today. And then we're going to have another bonus episode this week to cover all things AEW and, of course, NXT. But again, today, we're just covering all of the build and the show that was SummerSlam. And we're going to start that off with the things that happened on Raw. Yeah, so we can start it off with Randy Orton because he opens up Raw. And he is saying how he doesn't need anyone. And he's gonna he's saying he's going to hit Riddle with the RKO. And before he can even finish, Riddle's music hits. And it's perfectly timed to where Randy's saying RK and then bro kicks in. And it's it's great. Randy's going to teach him a lesson, blah, blah, blah. Exactly what we said was going to happen happens when AJ and Omos come out and they're saying they don't think that RK-Bro should be a team. And sure enough, Randy Orton's like, well, if AJ doesn't want it, I'm going to make it happen. And they decide that, you know, they're going to wrestle tonight. AJ versus Riddle, Randy versus Omos. Not together in a tag team, in separate matches. AJ beats Riddle. And Omos basically destroys Randy Orton until Riddle comes to his rescue. And at the end of that, Randy respects Riddle. He tells him he respects Riddle. And he says RK-Bro is getting back together. And they have a beautiful broman in the ring. And then they challenge AJ and Omos to a SummerSlam match for the Raw Tag Team Championship. And it's funny because it's exactly what we talked about yep. last week where... Uh, AJ basically was like the parent that disapproved of their kid's partner, mm -hmm. right? And you just push them closer and closer together. Randy just falls in love again with Riddle, and it's beautiful. And it's they're so the beautiful. ones they open the show for SummerSlam, so they're the first ones up. It's RK Bro versus AJ and Omos, and I mean the the biggest part of this match to me was they had their pose. Both at the beginning and at the end. They they posed it down. They had them both. And Riddle's just watching Randy. Every move Randy makes, he's just trying to imitate. Yeah, like a, and like just a little be... brother watching a big brother. Exactly. It was so precious. And the only difference between the pose was that Riddle was singing the, like to Randy's music, which I just, I love that. And Riddle took a beating in this match. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he, he did. took most of like the rough spots. And Randy's going to get the pin with, of course, an RKO out of nowhere. And, again, it was Riddle taking the beating so that Randy could take the fall. And we have new tag team champions on Raw. And, again, just a beautiful pose down. Randy puts both straps on Riddle. And it's just it's what everyone's been waiting to see since the, I guess, the creation of RK-Bro. And we start off SummerSlam with a title change. First of many title changes on so this show. So many title changes on SummerSlam. And I loved most of them. And then there were a few that I really should have loved and I don't know how I feel about them. One of which being the Raw Women's Championship. Nikki and Rhea have a match on Raw. Charlotte gets beat up somehow in this match, turns into a tag team match with Nia Jax. Whatever. On SummerSlam, Nikki and Rhea and Charlotte are in this triple threat match. And I think you called this like last week or the week before where you thought that Nikki was going to win because Charlotte and Rhea would spend a majority of the time just beating the shit out of each other while Nikki was on the side yeah. and then she'd come in and win. And that's what it looked like was happening. Yeah, it did. It did look like it were, we were getting like a Rhea-Charlotte rematch. Mm -hmm. With Nikki just being kind of like the the scrappy go getter that's not as good as the other two, right? But like she can come in at the right moment and steal it. Yeah, which is exactly how she won the Money in the Bank. So it would have made sense story wise. Yes, for her to get this win. Mm-hmm. But you know, as she as the Queen Charlotte tweeted afterwards, I am inevitable. Yep. 
death taxes and Charlotte winning the women's championship when she shouldn't even be <laughs> involved <laughs> in, the match. in the match. To begin with, Charlotte gets this win. She taps Nikki Ash out. And I'm calling her Nikki Ash because I feel like it. It's so much better than Nikki A-S-H. Oh, but didn't we say, like, it, it kind of sounds like Nikki Ass? So yeah. that's why that's I the see why they don't want us to say yeah. it, but... I mean, she's done. Let's yeah, just, but let's what's going to happen it, now? Let's, let's just call it off now. It just... It was such a good idea just from the out just from the standpoint of it's unique nikki brought an idea to the table that nobody else was doing mm-hmm. superheroes are very popular in hollywood and entertainment right now it made sense for a superhero character and then she wins the money in the bank and it's great and then she immediately cashes it in and it's a little soon yeah and then she loses it within a month yeah, and now what? Are we going to line up Charlotte versus Rhea again? So I wanted Charlotte to win this match because I then wanted Becky Lynch to come back. Hilarious. And attack Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Because, you know, SummerSlam is where Charlotte, or where Becky turned on Charlotte the first time. We did get the return of Becky Lynch. It was not during this match. Wrong. Yeah. It put was, her in the wrong place. It was before this match. So then by the time we got to this match... I was like, all right, let Nikki take the win. Nikki deserves the win. She should have the win. Charlotte Flair gets the win. And now, now what? Great question. Because, again, I mean, Charlotte won the Women's Championship. And then she loses it like a minute later to Nikki A.S.H., right? Mm-hmm. And then she gets another. We're just stacking these Charlotte title wins. And, like, it's, we people have been talking about it for years now, that they're getting her to 16. Mm-hmm. They're going to get her to beat her dad's record. Yeah, which would be cool. But, but it doesn't have to happen like this. It's already not cool yeah, it's because annoying. of the way we're doing it. Like, Charlotte hasn't been around long enough for her to have, what is it, 14 now or something? Yeah, it's something outrageous something like that. Like, you got to think about it. John Cena has 16 wins. Yeah, John Cena's been here since 2004. Yes, why does Charlotte have basically the same amount? It's, it's truly just crazy. Um, but like, she's amazing. She is undeniable. one of, if not the best, at her profession, period. So if there's anyone that it should be, it makes sense that it's her. But it is so forced, and it's it's just too much. What was the... Why? 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 Like, what is this set up now? Because you, she's beaten Rhea. She's beaten Nikki now. Like, I'm hoping that we just move on from this, and maybe it's Asuka next. Maybe somebody can come out and challenge Charlotte just for something new, something unique. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's going to happen because Rhea was not involved in this fall. No. And she was literally right there. Yeah, she was right. You could see her, like, hand in the in the camera. Yeah. But, like... Like, break <sighs> that fucking submission up. Either way, Charlotte wins. Cool. Charlotte's now 5-0 and Yeah. at SummerSlam. Has never lost. She's building her nice little Undertaker streak here. Uh, trying to become Miss Mrs. SummerSlam, um, uh, yeah, man, it's just it's almost deflating. If it was, if she wasn't so good, it'd be worse. Yes, but she, that's a problem. She's amazing. Yes, like you can't hate on her because it's not her decision to keep getting these title mm-hmm. reigns. And like she, I, somebody uh, I saw posted that her average title reign is like seventy days. That's shit. Yeah, that's not a long time at all. Like, she gets the big wins on the pay-per-views, and then she loses almost always on TV. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's not a Money in the Bank to be cashed in on her now, and we've just completely thrown away the women's Money in the Bank again this year. Yeah. Um, for pretty much no reason, because I don't know what you do with Nikki now, unless you do, like, a one-on-one with her and Charlotte for the title. But then what does Rhea do? Exactly. Then Where you still have Asuka? Rhea in the, in the back. And now they pulled in Nia, uh, Nia Jax in yeah. that tag team match. Like, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, we also had, uh, we're going to move on because we have to. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to the G- Drew and Jinder uh, rivalry that is going not strong. It's it is so going weird. mildly at best. Um Drew is going to face Shanky and Veer on Raw, and he wins, which is great. And then they face each other at SummerSlam. Well, Drew and Jinder face each other, each yes. other at SummerSlam. Drew and Jinder face each other at SummerSlam, and Drew gets the victory as 
everyone assumed, and great. Yeah, so much fun. Shanky and Veer came out for whatever a reason. Real, a real cast of characters we had here. And then Drew tried to commit murder. He swung his sword at the three of them. Very strange. You know what else was weird? The Miz and Morrison. Yeah. Because they did not have a match on SummerSlam, but they were at SummerSlam. Well, you, you can't possibly forget the series premiere on Raw of Moist oh, TV. Oh, yes. Uh, With their special guest, The Miz. John Morrison gets his own talk show. It's Moist TV. And it's so weird. He's, he's killing it in whatever it is he's doing, John yeah, Morrison. Yeah, it's a weird situation, uh, though. But, but yeah, Miz is cleared to wrestle. That's mm-hmm. the big news. And we're going to get Damian Priest versus The Miz. Damian Priest wins because they're setting up for the SummerSlam match for him and Sheamus. Mm-hmm. And they have this match. Sheamus is still wearing the face protector to protect his broken face. And Damian Priest is going to use that against him. Yeah. He's he... going to rip it off. And Damian Priest is going to get the win here, as we predicted. Another title change. And for those keeping score at home, that is now three title changes at SummerSlam. And we're not even done with that. No, and then, like I said, The Miz and Morrison had, like, a skit. They didn't have a match, but The Miz and Morrison came out, and they were talking about their, like, Dripstick 2000 or something, and one thought that the other one took it, and the other one thought the other one brought it out, and neither of them had it. Xavier Woods comes out with it, and it confuses me why they didn't realize that the other person didn't have it, because this is a huge backpack, looked real Ghostbusters-like, but Xavier Woods was dressed as uh, Razor Ramon. Yeah, Xavier Woods comes out doing a a really solid Razor Ramon cosplay, and he's got literally a gallon of water on his back, or like that jug that you have mm-hmm. like, for like the water dispensers is on his back, and it's hooked up to what is like the just most generic or basic uh, the super soaker. Yeah, yeah, dripstick. And he just comes out and starts spraying Ms. Morrison. And that's the segment, guys. That was the whole segment. That was the segment. It did seem like a lot of times throughout SummerSlam they needed to, like, fill time. Yeah, that was really annoying because this show went too long. Yes. This show went till, what, 12 o'clock? 12.30-ish? Like, yeah, they're midnight or almost 12.30. And we had so many segments that were just, like, time filler. For yeah. no reason. Like, this felt like it was just filling time. The crowd was not into it at all. Well, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that there, Cardi B was supposed to be there because Up was, like, the song of SummerSlam. And then she wasn't there for whatever reason. And I guess to fill the time that it would have been, they had The Miz and Morrison. Later, we have Boogs and Shinsuke. These people did not have matches, well, but they were here. They also brought out Gable Stevenson the gold medalist just like they were just literally they brought him out and i forget the um the woman's name that came out she also won the gold medal for uh wrestling for the united states but like they both come out and it's just like hey look at these guys yeah and then that was the segment very strange like we could have cut an hour commercial it was so bizarre the way they timed this show Mm -hmm. because there was so much filler and everybody thought that this show was gonna not go as long because there was a Manny Pacquiao fight, also in Vegas. Yes. Uh, pretty much directly after this show, and they did not do that. Mm-mm. Instead, they gave us so much filler, and like the only like the Boogs and Shinsuke segment um, was at least fun a little bit. Like the crowd was a little bit more into that. Well, that's because they had McAfee Pat McAfee helped. there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, this it was a very like weirdly paced show. Um, and then from there, we, of course, should talk about Eva Marie and, uh, and Alexa Bliss. The Lily Lucian? The Lily Lucian continues. And, God, Eva Marie and Alexa Bliss was just a terrible, terrible match in well, every way, shape, and form. Even on Raw, it was not a great segment because Eva tells Dewdrop to go take Lily and, what is it, Eva, uh, Alexa's like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And then she doesn't take Lily. She just gives Alexa the doll back and then gets slapped in the face a couple of times by Eva. And then we have a match set up between Eva and Alexa for SummerSlam because of that. Yeah. And Lily's in Alexa's corner again. 
And this time, Eva attacks Lily and slaps Alexa in the face with Lily. Honestly, the best thing about this match was the fact that Alexa wins and Dewdrop gets on the mic and she announces that the loser of this match is Eva Murray and then puts on Eva's robe and begins to mock her and then leaves. Leaves. So, like, if this gets Piper Niven her name back... I'm here for it. Cool. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. So that she can get away from this, like... This is just all... This is just bad. It's just bad. There's, yeah. like, there's no, like, redeeming part of this whole, like... Because it seems like Alexa is starting to go back to just being normal. Yeah, there was nothing supernatural about the SummerSlam fight. No. Not at all. So that's a plus, because, like, maybe she is kind of going away from the supernatural aspect of it. There were slight We Want Wyatt chants. Yeah, very faint. And they faded out quick. Yeah. But they were there. And I think that there's a chance that Alexa might be like, I don't want this in every match that I have. We need to change something. Yeah, they have to just go back to, just let her go back to being... Like, goddess Alexa Bliss. Because this whole... Like, she can still have Lily if she wants. It's whatever. The theme song, I think, is absolute trash. Like, she... I feel I feel bad for Alexa Bliss in this situation mm-hmm. because she's actually good. Um, she's great on the mic, and, like, they're not giving her really much to do there other than just the same kind of, like, creepy, big, comfy couch girl character. Yeah, she has... Uh, what is it? Lynette? Yeah. She she's just a creepy lunette from the big comfy mm-hmm. couch, and she has her Lily. Who I forget the what was the what was the doll's name in big comfy couch. It doesn't matter. It wasn't Lily, but we just we need to just move on from this because we're we have to just get Alexa Molly. Bliss out of here. Molly, <laughs> lunette and Molly, a hundred dollars. Okay, that makes sense. Glad I had to sing. I had to sing this song to get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we just we need to move on, and Eva can do better shit than this. Like, don't put Eva Marie in the ring. That should have never been even a thought of let's have an Eva Marie match. Mm-hmm. If she's gonna wrestle, it needs to be like a one minute little like flash victory interference, whatever. The like, tag team things were good with her though, because I mean, obviously, because she's not doing. Yes, anything. it's because yes. she's not doing anything, and then she's picking up the win somehow or whatever. I really thought that. Piper Nivens, when she got on the mic after this match, I thought she was going to be like, my name is Piper Nivens. Yeah. And and turn on Eva. She did, in a sense, turn on Eva. We'll find out more about this come Monday, obviously, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if they're going to just stay together because she mocked Eva and then left with Eva just yelling behind her. Yeah, this match, it happened. You yeah, know, that's like the most you can really say about it is this match happened. Dewdrop kind of turned on Eva, but like not really. Like it would have been nice if Dewdrop had like a hard turn or like beat up Eva Marie and then walked out or said something that you'd think would break them up. I don't. It doesn't feel like they're actually going to break apart here. Yeah, it just seems like they're like bickering. Yeah, and I mean that was the raw side uh, until of course we got to the big event for Raw. The WWE Championship is on the line. It is Bobby Lashley. It is Goldberg. And that happened too. What a what a show. Goldberg, do you remember when Goldberg came out to like one of his matches and he gave himself a concussion before he even came out? Yes, that was against The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. Right. So ever since then, I worry about Goldberg when he comes out from his locker room. Why was he bleeding when he came out from his locker He's room? He's always like, bleeding. His, this man his shoulder was bleeding. By the his time he got to the bleeding. ring, his head was bleeding. Like, what is happening with this man? He has like the skin like density of like a like a high school paper towel. Like, like those <laughs> horrible, just thin paper towels you get in the bathroom. The guy just bleeds. It was I don't so know what weird. It is. And like on overall, Goldberg and Lashley had this face to face and. Goldberg speared Lashley, and it was, it was a okay. It was intimidating to the point where we were like, mm, "Is Goldberg gonna win this?" Because like I don't really want Goldberg to win this. And then the match happens, and 
Bobby Lashley wins because Goldberg was medically unable to finish this match. Let's, let's this call it this what it was. Bobby trash? Lashley won this match because Goldberg is old. And, oh, well, yeah. And they're 100% they're doing this match again at Crown Jewel. They, yeah. they also announced that they're going back to Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. uh, for another Crown Jewel pay-per-view. And we get a just garbage, dusty finish here that Bobby Lashley, like, there was there was a moment where it looked like Goldberg actually tweaked his knee. Mm-hmm. And, like, the very next, like, move was he's going to toss Bobby Lashley off the ropes. And, like, he, it was one of just the worst executed moves Goldberg's done in a while. Because it, I mean, Bobby Lashley was very close to just landing on his head. Yeah. Uh, so that just looked botched. And then you had MVP, like, attack Goldberg's he, knee. He Bobby hit his Lashley, knee with a cane. Yeah, Bobby Lashley attacked the knee repeatedly. And then the referee just calls this match off. Because Goldberg's unable to, to continue, this is a title match. But that didn't stop Bobby Lashley either, because I think you know Bobby Lashley was pissed. This is a title match; they should yeah. have a definitive ending. Keeps attacking, keeps attacking Goldberg, and then somebody attacks Bobby from behind. Yeah, fucking Gageberg is here out of nowhere, and then just gets put to sleep. Yeah, just like Bobby Lashley just takes him off his back like just like a child. He is a child. Hurt locks him to death. And so MVP, like, apologizes to the people because Gatesburg's a child. And, yeah, and he was like, he didn't know it was him. He didn't know it was him. Also, like, Gatesburg's, like, what, 15 or 16? I think he's like, yeah, like yeah, a he's not like teenager. he's eight years old. Like, it no. wasn't, like, some horrible act. But, like, yeah, he attacked Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley attacked him back. And then Goldberg, like, crawls over to his son and starts screaming, I'm going to kill you to Bobby Lashley. This was... Trash. Absolute trash. All of it was trash. Just trash. Why not just give Bobby Lashley a clean victory? I'll tell you why. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. That has to be it. The check is clearing. It's a lot of zeros. Mm-hmm. There's some commas. And <laughs> Goldberg wants another big payday. WWE's going to give Saudi Arabia, who just seems to fucking love Goldberg. And I I think before we said that Goldberg had, you know, one more match, and this was going to be his last match. And then we find out that Goldberg has two more matches. So yeah, was it like... Fucking A. <laughs> right. So was it SummerSlam and another match? Was it SummerSlam plus two matches? Either way, we are going to see him at Saudi Arabia and maybe one more after I that. I will be so pissed if we're going to give Saudi Arabia a Goldberg title win and we got this garbage dusty finish just to set it up. It was just like this is a world championship match on debatably the second biggest show of the year. Yeah. Okay. This is the like... They, they call this, like, the the hardcore fans' WrestleMania. Because it's usually, like, these are the dream matches the fans actually want to see, as opposed to the dream matches at WrestleMania that just Vince wants to see. Mm-hmm. We had so many of these great dream matches. And this one is a great matchup. Because it can be a great notch in Bobby Lashley's belt for this title reign. Yeah. As he takes out Goldberg. And he does win this match. Yeah, but there's a huge asterisk next to that. And a huge asterisk that says... Goldberg's knee hurts too much. <laughs> so the referee was like, fuck it. Let's just call it. It was so strange. Like, it was just nonsense. It was nonsensical in the way that when Seth Rollins and The Fiend had, like, their Hell in a Cell match, and then the referee disqualified Seth Rollins. Yeah, we were like, how? Match, was like, what are you talking about? That's what this is. Yeah. You're not going to call off, like, unless, but, unless Goldberg is fucking, like, genuinely hurt, you don't call this match off. Yeah, and I don't think he was genuinely hurt. No, he was not actually hurt. Because if he was actually hurt, you would have seen a doctor ringside. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't have had the cameras on him. Yeah. If this was like an actual medical thing, it's fine. It wasn't. Mm -mm. And that's what makes it so fucking stupid. (laughs) And, you know, Bobby Lashley is still the champion, so that's great. Yeah, he's going to... I think Bobby Lashley is going to have a really long run. And we've been saying this a, a, a lot recently... Who is going to take out Bobby Lashley? Big E is the only person that comes to my mind, but I know a lot of people, there's rumors around other people coming in and getting Lashley, but, like, who is going to take out Bobby Lashley? Who's going to end his streak? I don't know. Because the problem WWE is encountering right now, and this is happening on both shows, Mm -hmm. and we'll get to the other show in a second, 
they have these champions built up so well, so dominantly. Yes. And they are not building up somebody to come and take that title off of them. Yeah. And you're you're painting yourself into a corner here. Mm-hmm. Because eventually it's going to be fucking stupid if some random person that you weren't building up takes out these dominant champions. And let's move on to SmackDown. Uh, because I think this side of the card was booked much better than Raw was. Yeah, with the exception, and I have to say it, of Shinsuke and Boogs. Because they did whoa, not... Whoa, what do you mean? Exception, okay. excuse me. They what? weren't booked for a match, bruh. Yeah, impromptu performance and by Boogs himself. Was, but that was so confusing, because all of a sudden Boogs was in the middle of the ring. Going full Elias. And full Elias. Yeah. Full Elias. I was like, damn, they really did just, like, they are they killing off Elias and just ugh. giving Boogs his, like, his character. And we said this when Boogs first came out, that we were like, damn, Elias needs to, like, yeah, we were check joking. himself. And we were joking, but with a little bit of seriousness, because that's exactly what happened. Boogs is the better Elias. Boogs is exactly what they wanted Elias to be, and they proved that on SummerSlam. Yeah. They gave him a concert, basically. He introduces Shinsuke. Shinsuke comes out. Pat McAfee's free freaking the fuck out it's amazing yeah. whatever they all wore white they all they were white they looked like a way. band it was so fresh they're standing on the announced table yeah. tables again playing the guitar but there was no match nope this was there was no match it was just a party on friday there was a match between boogs and apollo and boogs wins cool they yeah. get on the table then they do their whole thing it's a lot of fun and then when SummerSlam happened the there was a pre-show match that I did not know was going to happen. It was yeah. not announced. So when this started to happen, I was like, oh, maybe Shinsuke and Boogs have, like, a match against Apollo and Aziz. Nope. No. Nope. That was it. it they was just a, came out party. to party with Pat McAfee. Who, like, wasn't sure if the table was going to hold because <laughs> they're all standing on it. And Michael Cole's just, like, standing there like... What do I do? Michael Cole is such a buzzkill. I understand why Bailey so, like hates him. <laughs> it's so funny because like Pat McAfee, he's like, well, yeah, we we plan to all wear white. They not probably you. did. <laughs> like Michael Cole was not involved. But yeah, just a fun segment. I mean, it, it worked for me. I don't know if the loud or if the live crowd was as into it. Um, I think it was more confusing than anything. But it, it listen, it was great. I'm not going to say it wasn't great. It was just like, why is this happening if there's no match? Yeah, I mean, and we'll go from no match to the best match on the card. Go. Uh, Seth and Edge on SmackDown had one last, not face-to-face. No, again, individual promos. Yes. Uh, Seth's in a just, just a flawless white suit. Mm -hmm. Just looking like an angel. And when he came out. Because he came out after Edge. So Edge had his promo first. Great promo. Somewhere along the line, she says he's going to burn Seth down, which thank you for using the entrance song because we love that. Yeah. Wish Bianca well, did Edge that. Edge also said, on this day, I do see clearly. Yes, he used his own it's and then he used, used Seth's songs. against him. And I love that. And then when Seth comes out, he's like, you've already had Edge and now you have me. Yeah. And what is that man? What is Seth Rollins? It was good. Yeah, the fans kept chanting, we want Edge, and Seth was getting pissed eventually. Mm -hmm. He's like, you already had Edge. Yep. I'm here now. But great promo. He puts on such a good promo. Both of them did. Both of them did. It's it's so clearly not scripted. It's so clearly just, here's your talking points, sell the match at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And Seth is in the ring in all white. Edge comes up on the Titantron, and he is... In, like, it's, like, cool, like, just, he he has this darker aura around mm-hmm. him. And he tells Seth that he had to go to, like, a darker place, to the blackest part of his heart, whatever that means. Sounds unhealthy. <laughs> and then eventually he just drops, like, he slimes Seth Rollins. Yeah, it was black slime, black goop. Yeah, we haven't had a sliming on WWE television in quite a while. It was perfect, though, because Seth was in all white. And it was just, it looked like oil. Like It, it was did. Like, or like chocolate syrup. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely doused Seth Rollins. The poor guy's white suit is completely ruined. And then we get to SummerSlam. And Edge, we knew he was, he was kind of hinting about, like, his brood days. Yes. Back in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s with Gangrel and Christian. And he actually does the fucking brood entrance. And then cuts it into his 
his entrance. Just phenomenal. Yeah, it was so fire. So, for those that don't remember, the brood, again, Gangrel and Christian and Edge, they were basically vampires, and they came up to just awesome theme music, and in a ring of fire, just came up from uh, the floor, and that's exactly what Edge does here, mm-hmm. and he comes down, and he's about halfway down the ramp, and then we get the full Edge theme song. It and had two entrances into his theme song. Can we talk about Seth Rollins' entrance? The, oh, God. It was, he came out first. What the fuck is going on with Seth Rollins' And entrances? once again, a new entrance song. I have never, in the time that I've been watching wrestling, I don't think I can count anybody else's entrance, like, I can count other people's entrance songs on one hand. I cannot with Seth. This man has had more entrance songs than I have ever heard for any other wrestler, and they did, like, a mashup of all of them for this? Bro, this sounded like shit. It was not good. And Seth used to have just a great entrance. It was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And then they do, like, the Messiah gimmick, and then it's very similar to Bailey's entrance. And then now he has this new entrance that he has the burn it down part back. Well, even the burn like, it down entrance, they, they fixed and, like, finagled, like, 15 times before yeah. they even... Put out like a, an actual Seth one. is also wearing what I thought was like a mariachi uniform. It looked like his bag got lost. It it honestly it, did. It looked like he was mashing multiple. It looked outfits. like he had like the white Ranger Rollins boot covers mm-hmm. over and black pants. over like black and gold pants. It just didn't look good. Everything about Seth's entrance and look was so polar opposite to Edge. Yes, who had an awesome entrance. His gear looked phenomenal. And the match was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, so it was as so good. most would it, have predicted. Exactly, it did not let us down in any way, shape, or form. It was an amazing match between amazing wrestlers, and it was the right call. Yes, I, I forget what I predicted for this, but I thought if we're gonna do this more than once, which I hope we do, mm-hmm. Edge should win the first time. And he does. He did. Edge won. And that's exact. I think you picked Seth to win. And I picked Edge to win on this match. And I was very excited that Edge won. And Edge wins by submission. And I think we have to do this match again in some way, shape, or form. Because Edge's whole thing was he didn't want to just beat Seth Rollins. He wanted to humble Seth Rollins. He wanted to hurt Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. He wanted like a big victory. And like this didn't feel like it was all that it could have been. Like there needs to be a stipulation. And we need to escalate this. For at least one more. I don't know if Edge does Crown Jewel. I don't know. Maybe Edge waits for Survivor Series. I feel like Seth isn't going to do Crown Jewel. I don't know. I know a lot of guys don't want to do the Saudi shows, so I don't know what is going to be planned for that. You know Goldberg's probably going to be there. Um, But, yeah, I mean, great first match between these two. I agree. It was amazing. Probably the match of the night. Um, We also had the Usos and the Mysterios, and, I mean... This the, was back-to-back back nights. It, it happened yeah. on Friday, and then it happened at SummerSlam. I didn't I didn't care for it. Listen, and Uso won. I don't really know which Uso pinned Ray at think, SummerSlam. Yeah, I think Jay pinned Ray. I mean, it rhymes, fine. so it must be true. Yeah. It's all right. And then Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin had a little segment on SmackDown, which th- turned into Big E interfering and trying to take his briefcase back that Baron stole the week before. But it didn't happen. Baron still gets away with the briefcase. This ends up being the pre-show match for SummerSlam that I was talking about. I did not know that Big E and Baron Corbin were happening on the pre-show, but it happened. Big E wins. Big E gets his briefcase back and he leaves. Hopefully he cashes that in on Bobby Lashley. Well, you know, the good thing is for WWE that they have going for them. Um, as we will talk about in the next episode, uh, CM Punk returned for AEW. Yes. But who cares? Because Raw has Logan Paul. <laughs> and there he's going to be on Raw. He was at SummerSlam getting booed every time they showed his face on the screen. God, I hate Logan Paul. WWE continues to just have this obsession with bringing in fans of other media to maybe check into their show for one time. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, maybe they'll be hooked on this. And then they're they're not. Mm-mm. And the ratings maybe boost a little bit because all the people that watch Ro- Logan Paul are like, oh, I'll watch Raw because Logan's on there. And then when he's not there, they're not going to watch. Whatever. You know, it was just one of those small things. Like, there was a lot of announcements this week. And for some reason, Logan Paul 
being on Raw was one of those announcements. And we're all supposed to actually care, as wrestling fans, that Logan Paul's going to grace us with his presence once again. <laughs> yeah, but who cares about Logan Paul? Honestly, we're just going to skip right through that. And we are going to talk about something that wrestling fans do care about. And we're going to start with the SmackDown end of it, where Bianca Belair has to face both Selena and Carmella. Not together. It's not a handicap match. First, she faces Zelina. She wins. Then she faces Carmella. She wins. And there are rumors going around that we are not going to see Sasha versus Bianca for SummerSlam, even though we've been lining this up and this is what's being promoted for SummerSlam. There is no word on that match on SmackDown at all. But then come SummerSlam... Well, I mean, they were still promoting it. Even though Sasha and Bianca have been pulled from house shows mm-hmm. for like a week now, especially Sasha, and they just keep saying like, oh, due to unforeseen circumstances, Sasha Banks and Bianca's not happening. And it's like, oh, well, it's just a minor thing. Maybe they, they missed yeah, the show or and whatever. They were still and they promoting missed a lot it, of those shows. But they were still promoting it. So it was like, okay, maybe it is going to happen. And then when we get to the SummerSlam match, it's... Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown's Women Championship. And we do the whole video package. Again, right before it all happens. And there are still rumors that leading up to it that it is not going to happen. And we're like, no, they're doing the video package. Bianca is coming out. And then we're going, why is the champ coming out first? Yep. Why isn't Sasha coming out first? And then after Bianca comes out, they announce that Sasha will not be here tonight. But Bianca will still defend her championship against Carmella. Bro, I almost lost my mind. I because I was joking around. I was like, "Watch, they'll just put Carmella in this match." And they, I was pissed. They were like, "She starts coming out." I'm like, "They can't be serious. They absolutely cannot advertise Sasha Banks for weeks now, and then even seconds prior, be like J.K. Carmella again." And they I thought, did. Like, I thought, I was like, all right, maybe they'll do like Tony Storm. Give her like a nice little run. Liv get Morgan. her in front of people. Liv Morgan, same thing. Any of those would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, instead we get Carmella to come out. And then Bianca gets on the mic. She grabs the mic like, hold up. We're, like, we got to talk about this. And as soon as she goes to talk, Becky fucking Lynch's music hits. And I lose my damn mind. Well, it was, it was especially fun watching this next to you because you're on your laptop you're taking the notes and Carmella's music hits or they announced like Carmella because I'm like wait a second because they're now about to announce a new thing I'm like <laughs> watch Becky Lynch be announced so you your you, your ears perk up you're now watching I literally Carmella. said I need to put my laptop down because I will throw this yeah and they announced Carmella and, and like, I pick oh, my mother. laptop back up <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then Becky Lynch's music hits and I threw my laptop <laughs> And it was just, the crowd goes nuts. I went nuts. I was She's crying. Here. Her like, hair is huge. Oh, it's All of a sudden, so much hair. What happened? Um, I don't know what kind of shampoo she's been using, but good God, that shit was That's thick. not all real hair, honey. I don't know. Whatever it was, it was a lot of hair on her head. Either way, she attacks Carmella. This was, ugh, I don't even care if she attacked Carmella. It took her forever to get to the ring, obviously. Everybody is, you know, singing along and they're chanting and they're yeah, screaming and they're yelling. Bianca was excited, which was like weird. Okay, so I have this theory that Bianca knew she was getting replacement, but didn't know who her replacement was. I mean, this was one of the best surprises to the point where I think they didn't tell a lot of people backstage either. Well, I, yeah, I think it was definitely like a last second call because it felt like that. Because you don't, because if I mean, if they knew Sasha Banks wasn't going to be there, that's fucked up. Um, but I 100% think that she was, Becky was probably destined for Raw, where she left. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, there's this hole to fill, and, you know, some big stuff happened on that other show. Mm-hmm. And Vince was like, I think I had to make a couple calls here. Yeah, it was all hands on decks at SummerSlam. And, yeah, Becky comes out. She looks great. The crowd is on fire for and her. Bianca looked shook. I didn't like how often they kept cutting. I hate the way WWE does so many of these entrances where it's like, let's look at the fans' reaction. Yeah, fuck the fans. I let me see shit. my let me see yeah. my girl coming out. Let me see Becky Lynch come out. Like they did it with Edge's entrance. Yeah. They fucked that up. They've done it with AJ Styles' debut. They fucked that mm-hmm. up. Just let let us watch 
the person that's coming out yeah, that we're we can excited hear to see, the people. Yeah. Like, we can also see the people. Yeah. Adjacently. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But either way, Becky Lynch is out here. You know, very excited to have her back because, especially on the SmackDown side, we needed some women, as we've talked about. And she's just all around so great. I know there are Becky fan, like, there are Becky Lynch non-fans out there, which doesn't make any sense to me, but I know that they exist. But she's hilarious. And she comes out and she attacks Carmella, throws Carmella out of the ring, turns to Bianca and says, I'll be right back, gets out of the ring, continues to attack Carmella, gets back in the ring, challenges Bianca to that title during SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. Bianca accepts. I'm like, hell yeah, this is going to be great. I love Bianca. I love Becky. I'm ready to see them battle it out. And this was a 30-second squash match. Not even 30 seconds, I don't think. I'm furious. The way WWE managed to get everyone so excited and then absolutely shit all over I know. (laughs) Like, do they know we like Bianca too? That's the problem. Like, Bianca is a powerhouse. She could have held her own against Becky. They could have had... She beat Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. Exactly. And she's had a great title run since then. And then Becky Lynch comes out and hits one move, a rock bottom that they're now calling the manhandle slam. Hilarious. I guess, whenever. She needed a a better finisher. She did. She needed like an impact finisher. I get that. And it's it's a fine one. But like, that's it? That's, That's all we give Bianca with no beatdown, no pre-anything. It was so weird. And, like, the fans were just like, yeah. Like, cool. it's okay. This title still could have changed hands. We still could have had Becky beat Bianca yeah. for it. But it could have been five minutes long, ten minutes long, couple hits here, couple hits there. See, we haven't seen Becky in the ring in That's, 16 months. My thought was maybe she wasn't ready. Fully ready. And... Which in that case don't do this. I don't. I don't think that. But at the same, it yeah, it just felt like why, why use this moment to bring Becky back, and then just have it be a ten second squash match where it makes Bianca look crazy weak, it makes Becky look great. Yeah. It makes her almost look unbeatable, which is not good. But like, what do you do? What do you do now? Like. Bianca, I'm assuming, challenges again. I don't know where Sasha Banks is or what's yeah, wrong with her. We have no idea That's anything with Sasha story. Banks and, like, what is happening They haven't said her. anything haven't said about anything. what happened with her. And it, it's just it's just another puzzling decision of, like, okay, I'm cool with the results. It's like the Bobby Lashley-Goldberg. I'm cool with the end result. Yeah. I do not like how we got there. Exactly. That's exactly right. And, I mean, maybe that's all WWE sees. It's like the crowd is pleased. They're happy that Becky's back. She's the champion now. Listen, I am ecstatic that Becky Lynch is back. And, yeah, and, like, I'm sure Fox executives are super excited that Becky Lynch is back. A huge Mm -hmm. draw is now back, and she's the champion. You have Charlotte and Becky as your respective women's champions. So So we're going to do that match 100% at Survivor Series, but we could have done at least 10 minutes? Would this match happened before the Raw Women's Championship happened. And I remember, because I wanted Charlotte to win this match for yes. Becky to come out and challenge her to the to the title. When this happened and she wins the SmackDown's title and then a couple of matches later, the Raw Women's Championship's on the line, I remember looking at you and being like, oh, can Becky two belts come back? That would have been fine. Or at least like more, like, I don't know. It's just... Very strange. Again, it's just, like, the destination is fine. The journey was just weird getting there. And it's, wrestling is not hard. Like, to figure out what you should do. Like, wrestling, let me me rephrase that. (laughs) Like, wrestling is hard, I feel like. (laughs) Yes, wrestling is hard. I get that. It's, this storytelling part of it shouldn't be this hard. Yes. That shouldn't be the hardest part about it. Yes, like the the actual physicality of wrestling should be the hardest part. Exactly. The the booking of it and the storytelling of it. Yay, we're happy that Becky Lynch is back. Don't shit on our other girl. Exactly. Like Bianca is, like I said, a powerhouse. Bianca's a face that people love, mm-hmm. and you just shit on her for no reason. And everybody was confused by it. Like they loved the fact that. Becky was beating the shit out of Carmella. Yes. They loved the fact that Becky 
challenged Bianca because that could and they love be that she won. an awesome match. And we love that Becky Lynch won. We yeah. do. We just don't like how we got there. It's like when Brock Lesnar beat Kofi Kingston on the first uh, SmackDown on Fox. Bro, I didn't like that at all. We assumed Brock would win. Yeah, but I didn't like that. But eight seconds? I didn't like that. It's the same idea. Like, I remember. Yeah, that's exactly what everybody keeps comparing it to. Bianca got Kofi'd, and that's bullshit. The important, the most important part of this is we're going to look back in three years at this and be like, who gives a shit? It was whatever. Because I remember they did this very similarly when Paige made her debut in WWE. Uh, She was the NXT champion, and AJ Lee was your your Divas champion. And Paige just came out and hit one move. It looked terrible, and she won the, Mm -hmm. the women's championship. And we don't look back at that and be like, man, that was a fucking stupid decision. No, that was a bad-ass night. It was it was cool. And it like was this, a great again, night. This was cool. It's just reactionary version of this is it doesn't look good. Yeah, but because we will now look back what's at going this. to happen. Exactly. And it all depends. That's exactly the point is that if the journey starts now mm-hmm. and we can lead this to being something good, fine. But just on the face of it, a little weird, a little bit of a weird decision. Yeah, because now we're stuck in the same situation with Becky Lynch. Like, is she this powerhouse that nobody is able to beat? Like, I don't know, Roman Reigns, who yeah. went against John Cena. Yeah, and, and we had another great back and forth on yes. SmackDown with Roman and John. Roman says he's going to leave if he doesn't win. Yeah, that that was kind of stupid. I was like, you're not gonna fucking leave the WWE ever. Well, like we listen, we knew we figured Roman would win. We didn't need the stipulation of if I lose, I leave. Yeah, like that doesn't add anything to this to us because exactly. we know Roman's not going anywhere. And if anyone's going anywhere, it's the guy that's shooting movies. Yeah, yeah, for and, real. And, and this was a solid match. Um, Roman does beat the hell out of John, like John predicted. Yeah, and John does come close to that one, two, three many times. Mm-hmm. Not enough. Nope. Roman wins. And I was think talking to like my sister when this happened. And I was sitting there texting her out like the only people that are gonna be able to take out Roman Reigns at this point has to be like, I don't know, Seth or Finn. Because who else is there to take out Roman Reigns if John Cena can't? You know who else there is? Brock Lesnar. Because Brock Lesnar's music hit. And that scary motherfucker. With his, he's the only person on this earth that can make a man bun scary. Bro, that guy is terrifying. Literally, I am so petrified of Brock Lesnar. I know for a fact that if I ever met him in real life, I would probably just like cry in like terror. So Roman gets the win. And again, we're all thinking like, who's going to beat Roman? Yeah. And then Brock Lesnar's music fucking hits. And Paul Heyman. I thought he was going to cry. I thought he was going to cry. For real. That was my next question. I was like, (gasps) What's Paul going to do? That man was broken and scared, and Brock comes out, and we get another face-off. And, yeah, with a ponytail now, Brock has. So that's interesting, looking like just an absolute Viking warrior. A Viking. That's exactly what he looks like. I mean, he comes out, and, I mean, we're doing Roman and Brock, obviously, again. We have to, yeah. And this is the best Roman that Brock's ever faced. So this is a different Roman. As Paul Heyman said on Mm -hmm. SmackDown, no one has ever beat this Roman Reigns. Yeah. And it's true. And to be able to see this, to see them run this back again, because Roman and Brock, that's Roman's number one, like, foe yeah. in his career so far has been Brock Lesnar. And we're going to get this, I'm assuming we're going to get this at Crown Jewel, because again, Saudi Arabians love to just throw cash at Vince McMahon, and he just goes and spends it on whoever the Saudi Arabian people want to see. And... One of those people just happens to be one of the scariest motherfuckers in the world. He's so scary. And we're going to do Brock and Roman again. And the question becomes, what does Paul Heyman do? What's going to happen with Paul Heyman? You have two Paul Heyman guys. Yeah. And they don't like each other. They don't like each other. What's going to happen? Did he ever have this issue before? No. We've, we have not had Brock since... When we saw... So, Brock Lesnar's last match was WrestleMania. Uh, the first, like... COVID WrestleMania, mm-hmm. uh, where Drew McIntyre beat him, and that launched the whole Drew McIntyre era. Brock has been gone ever since, so we're, that's about, what, 18 months or so? Yeah, it's been a hot minute since the last time we saw Brock Lesnar. And the thought was that Brock's probably not going to come back, or if he's going to come back, it's going to be like a WrestleMania down and the road. I assumed that Brock would come back to Raw, so that Paul had one guy on Raw and one guy on SmackDown. 
and maybe we could finally get Brock and Bobby Lashley. But no thank you, says Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon <laughs> would rather have Roman and Brock Lesnar again because, I mean, you know it sells. It does sell. You know it sells. It's, it's you know, you, you'll take the money that you know is there as opposed to the money you don't, might not know is there. But, yeah, we're not getting Bobby and Brock again, whatever. Instead, we can get Bobby and Goldberg again. Cool. <laughs> um, I would love them to swap. That'd be cool. Goldberg and Goldberg Rain, and Roman, and like that was supposed to happen at WrestleMania, that yeah. never did. That'd be cool if we could get a little swap. Instead, we'll go with Viking Brock versus the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. And my guess for how this whole thing with Paul Heyman turns out is he's a custody gonna, battle for Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman on a pole <laughs> match, or like put him in like a cage. Put him in a cage above the match. No, I think it's just going to be a matter of Brock doesn't need Paul. And yeah. Brock didn't want Paul anymore. And that's when Paul went and got Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns doesn't need Paul, but he'll keep Paul. Yeah. And Paul can help him beat Brock. Or this could be a way, I don't know if they want to do this, but this could be a way to get Roman cheered if they have Paul turn on Roman and go back to Brock. Because hmm. right now Brock comes out, he's the face. Yeah. And the crowd popped big for Brock Lesnar. Well, another shocking return. Yeah. We There was no spoilers about Becky. There were no spoilers about Brock. We had no idea that he was coming. No, there was not even rumors. Because, again, we all assumed we were waiting for WrestleMania or something. Uh, but it, Vince McMahon knew what had happened on another show. Mm-hmm. And it's all hands on deck. So bring back everybody you can. Bring back all the biggest names. Make sure they're all there for whatever shows you're doing going forward. Because that AEW show is getting some real momentum. And it's only going to get more and more as we start to get more and more of these big names. Another one being rumored and another one being rumored. All these guys jumping ship to that show down in Florida. And those guys up in Stamford, Connecticut, are going to have to realize that the way we're doing things now, we're getting past. Yeah. And it's not something that is in their control unless they can start booking some shit that people care about. And listen, they are booking some shit that people care about. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy to see Becky Lynch back. I'm, you know, kind of scared to see Brock Lesnar back, whatever. I'm excited to see what happens on TakeOver. It's tonight. We haven't seen it yet. We are going to have a bonus episode for TakeOver. We are going to include all things AEW as well. Because we need to talk about it. CM Punk, man, he's back. He's ready. He hasn't been professionally wrestling since 2005. Uh, We're here for it. And I, I just can't. I can't wait to see where it all goes. And I think that Vince McMahon is shaking in his boots. Yeah, so it's all things AEW, all things NXT TakeOver 36 on the next episode of He Book, She Book. So make sure you follow us at He Book, She Book on social media and catch us every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.